Welcome to the Winner's Playbook with Steve and Josh. Disclaimer, the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not take into account your personal circumstances. Please head to the show notes if you wish to book a free 15-minute call to discuss your personal situation. Welcome back to the Winner's Playbook, another episode. My name's Steve. I'm here with Josh. Josh, another week down. What's the latest? What's the latest? Jeez, we got we got back from Sydney. It's, it kind of summed up, I think, towards the you know the what it's like towards the end of the year. It was just pretty frantic. I was up in Sydney for twenty four hours. It felt like I never really put my feet down on on the floor when I was when I was there. But that no, was a good, good little trip. I actually haven't been to Sydney much. That was the second time I've actually been there in in my life, and uh, did like it for the brief amount of time that I was there. But I can't say I had enough time to kick the feet up and relax or go on any any sort of sightseeing. So it's uh, pretty busy towards the the back end of the uh, year. How'd you go in Sydney, Steve? Did you kick the feet up at all? Oh, uh, mate, I was, I was actually working hard up there. Okay. Um, okay. Some of us had to do, go do some work, but that's okay. And that was good. Good quick trip. I'm used to those quick trips, mate, with my travel around and uh, yep. good to see you getting on the wagon. No, it was good. A couple of good client meetings and uh, we you know attended the IFA Excellence Awards up there for, for links. Yep. That's, that's fantastic. But uh, no, no, good trip. No, it was, it was. And uh, yeah, I guess what we're talking about today Steve, the fire movement. It's not something I've really spent a huge amount of my time researching before, but it's definitely something I think a lot of people are thinking about it. And ultimately, is it a, a realistic goal? So wh- when did you first, did you ever hear that term, fire movement or fire? Have you ever heard that thrown around, Steve? I have. Yeah, I have, Josh. Look, it's pretty heavy on the social media. You see it going around and around. Then people figure out ways to retire early. And this this is a common one, this one. Well, if you want to call it a strategy, I'm not sure it's a strategy, but it's mm. it's similar to just saving as many, many bucks as you possibly can while you're young, yep. cutting back significantly on you know a lot of expenses and really pulling it, rating it in all facets of your life yep. to with a goal of stopping work effectively in a yep. nutshell. And uh, yeah, you see it quite commonly there's a lot of different caveat like a lot of different ways that this can be done and you see different angles every now and then of it pop out but effectively that's it it's just pulling back the strings on absolutely all parts of your life to re- retire early effectively yeah and it, so if we define the 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 fire movement so for anyone listening financial independence retire early that's that's what the what it actually stands for and there's a bit of a formula a formula actually to achieve your fire or retire early essentially and basically there's a couple of ways of doing it but the main one is you take your annual expenses so you know all of your cost of living so your bills you know food whatever it may be and you take that figure you can either times it by 25 and that's essentially your fire number that's what you need to hit before you can then retire or you can also take your annual expenses and divide it by essentially like four percent or 0.04 if you're just doing it on a calculator and it'll spit out the, the same figure but essentially you need to build your investments up to that amount. And then once you hit that amount, you're drawing out 4% a year, which is equivalent to your annual expenses. So for example, maybe it's $40,000 a year that you need. So you need to reach a mil. And once you've then got that mil or a million dollars in your investments, you then live off that, draw out 4% a year. And the idea there is that you'll never actually run out of uh, any of your money whatsoever. So yeah, there's a few moving moving parts to it. But yeah, like you were saying, Steve, to, to get to that at an early age, because that's really what the FIRE movement is, is, you know, I don't want to wait till I'm 65 and retire like the mass majority of people do around the world. I want to do it when I'm young, when I'm in my 20s or I'm in my 30s or 40s. And I think if you're retiring in your 50s, that's that's a good effort there in, there in itself. But to, the biggest part of then that strategy, if we want to call it a strategy in a way, is 
you're cutting back extremely on your on your your like what you're doing with your money so in some cases you you need to be saving 60 70 or 80 percent of your income pushing that all into the investments because you're trying to get as much money invested as quickly as you possibly can to hit your fire number as quickly as you possibly can yeah. and then that obviously requires some you know major changes to your life so steve how do you think you would go you know chopping out 70 or 80 percent of your of your income and would you would you want to do it Look, mate, it's, it's not for me. I'll be honest yeah. with you. This one's not for me. I, I, I don't really agree with it. I've, there's so many, I've got pretty strong views on this one. Mm. What's the point? Like, you know, mm. like cutting out all your nice cities of life for, you know, just don't, I don't, just don't get it. There's so many other ways you can do this. Yeah. And the, the other part that makes me laugh about this one is like, what are you going to do? Like, say you, say you don't do anything right yep. and for, for a job and you know there's lots of fun jobs you can do which don't feel like jobs right so yep. like if, if you're gonna retire in your 40s or, or you know what, what what are you gonna do with your life like i just don't yeah. get it so and, and the funny thing is i've got the actual results of this because i see clients who try to retire mm -hmm. and literally 99 out of 100 go back and do something for a job right yeah so it's just so if you, the likelihood of you wanting to totally retire full stop and not do anything is just unrealistic i think because the, the chances are you're going to want to do something so, yeah well you're going to lose yourself like if you don't yeah. like yeah you have that you, you like we've all got that drive in us and that fire you know in, in a way like you always want to be doing something like it's just built in us as as right. humans and then what, what do you do you get to the point and then you you stop working in your 30s or 40s where you still got heaps of energy and you know lots lots going on and then what you're just going to kick the feet up on the couch and say that's enough the innings yeah. is, the innings is over so yeah it's, it doesn't it doesn't make sense in my mind when i when i think about it but maybe we're weird steve I, I don't know maybe maybe we are but i think people just need to reframe the way that they they think about you know retirement because i think there is so much of a concern around you know that re retiring early or not wanting to wait to your your 60s but then if you're going if you're going to try and then do that strategy in all of your best years when you're still young you've got plenty of energy you're basically doing nothing and you can't go out you're not exploring the world you're not having any fun whatsoever because you're trying to live off peanuts essentially <laughs> save as much money as you possibly can and plowing it into you know into your portfolios or your investments and you know we've all seen people die early in life mm -hmm. as well and and so you're, you're doing all of that materially for what when something at any point in time in any day could then go wrong and you know what have you lived for have you had any any fun yeah it doesn't it doesn't stack up in my eyes so what do you think is a better alternative here like you know we we, we deck this out a lot for clients and we're all for creating passive incomes, right? That's our job is to yep. create passive incomes for clients to have the option to take some time off work or flexible yep. with work or work two days a week. That's totally fine. That's that's great. Yep. But what do you, what do you think is a better solution here? Yeah, the, I think the easiest way that I always think about is if you're going to be cutting out your expenses, that's that's good to a point. But you, there's a point where you just won't be able to go below because you've still got to pay your bills, you've got to pay your rent or your mortgage or whatever it may be. You got to put food on the table. I suppose you can, to an extent, live very frugally there. But I, the the easy thing, and I always say this to my clients, is we're going to put in place a cash flow structure. I want to keep you, you know, still living a good lifestyle. Like I'm not going to have you eating out, you know, eating wheat bix for breakfast, lunch, and dinner or anything like that. Like I still want you to live a good lifestyle. To an extent, we're going to cut down on some expenses, but the easier equation here is just figure out how to earn more money. That is by far the easier way to achieve all of what you want to achieve. Yep. And there's no cap on that. As we've said in other podcasts, like there's no cap on your your earnings potential. The only limiting factor is just you. So yep. if you know you, you'd likely if you, if when you hear someone say that that you know you can earn whatever you want in life, and you if you 
listen to that and go, well, that's a load of bullshit. Well, again, that's just you getting in your own way with, you know, limiting beliefs that you can't have that for yourself. And, and that's what I just really impart onto my clients is like, there's no cap on, on what your earnings potential is. So rather than let's, rather than just cutting out all of those expenses, living so frugally, yes, we want to do that to an extent. We need to have some rules of engagement. You know, we're not just going to be blowing all of the money all of the time, but have a plan then in place and then figure out how to get more money then into the household so we can then be investing uh, more money sooner. And, you know, if we did want to get to a position of, of financial freedom earlier, well, we can, but we can also have some fun along the way. We can, you know, have a couple of holidays a year, you know, go out and see the friends on the weekend or whatever it may be. And you're not just stuck in your own little cave doing nothing uh, with your life. But the, the biggest factor there is, is, you know, not tripping over your own feet, so to speak. But uh, yeah, what, what about, what about you, Steve? Yeah, I totally agree. You know, it's about um, putting in, steps to just create more more revenue streams right mm. and i think that's what we do for clients even when we sit down and someone's got a full-time job as an employee we can always yep. sit down look at their circumstances look at how to build more wealth but also look at how to build those passive incomes and revenue streams and get multiple income revenue streams you, know, you and i do it for the business all the time we're always looking at what's the a new revenue stream we, we constantly do that i think you and i talk probably 40 times a year about different ideas to create different revenue streams absolutely yep. everyone should be doing the same you know and that's where you and I probably add a lot of value to our clients because we constantly look at situations. What is the best way that we can create another revenue stream? So yeah, I'm all for just doing that, making more money yep. to have that lifestyle and saving that bucket of wealth for the future to yep. then take the pressure off, having to work down the track. Yep. You know, my conversation with clients is always about, look, the reality is you're going to want to do something for a job. So let's yep. just have that flexibility to have, make those choices. So let's build the wealth to to create that lifestyle that you can't have that choice really. Yeah. And you're talking, you're touching on income streams. So, you know, what, what, what are we talking about when we're saying income streams? Like what, what are the main ones that we're typically, you know, we're, we're doing with clients? What, what are some of those? Yeah. So income streams through investments. So, you know, managed funds or exchange traded funds that we invest in, they, we, we call the two ticks. So we want one income coming off those investments. Plus we want capital growth, right? That's yep. your two targets you're aiming for. So as soon as we start investing in those vehicles, then we're going to start getting paid distributions and dividends because those vehicles are investing in buying companies like the BHPs and the Telstras and the whatnot, packaging it all up into one fund. And that fund then starts paying you an income from those dividends and distributions that it's receiving. So that's that's your first tick. And then your second tick to build wealth for the future is the capital growth. So you want those share prices lifting over time. And as long as we have time, then it'll go up in value over time yep. unless it's a really bad investment of course mm -hmm. and that's what we're aiming for but that's the typical type of revenue stream passive revenue stream and i think you met, you spoke about this a couple of podcasts ago about you know you, you, it's re revenue you, you're getting and you're not doing anything for it right it's just investments yep. working for you while you're asleep yep. so that's the best type of money that you're going to ever earn because you actually don't physically need to do anything <laughs> yeah amazing yeah. right Secondary is probably your investment properties. You know, yep. you, you buy an investment property, you put a tenant in there, you want the tenant to pay you rent, that rent's going to pay you that income. So that's that's typically what we see. But then there's heaps of other different investments you can go into, unlisted assets, you know, private equity vehicles. You know, the, I, I know a fund that buys water rights. So the government releases, you know, water titles and the water titles pays you an income. Yeah, you know, so if you bought some of those rights, it's going to pay you an income. So, yeah, there's heaps of different ways to have that passive income as well as physical exertion through, you know, doing some work. Yep. And I think the, the one I always talk about with clients as well is, like you said, there's the investment portfolios, managed funds, ETF, index funds, or in some instances, shares. 
you got your property and, and other assets, but then the other big one is also business. Like business is another big asset. And, you know, for a lot of the clients where I do my best work is when they are involved in, in business because, you know, when you're involved in business, you ultimately have control over the success of that. And I think it's the best ROI or return on your investment that you can ever get is when you're in, in business because you can start it like you've done with Link, start it with zero and, and yep. grow it exponentially and it can be as again it goes down to the the individuals like how big do you want it to be and that that return on on your money i think is is huge like you can still do incredibly well out of property don't get me wrong and and investment portfolios but but you can't really control that because you're you're sort of handing your money over to an investment manager who's then selecting the investments and yes we do that like i invest every fortnight regardless of whatever's happening in my life into those portfolios but it's very passive like i don't have to think about it it's just ticking away there and in the background constantly looking at buying property, you know, just bought another property in the last um, couple of weeks. But again, it's more of a passive investment. I don't really want anything to do with it, just doing it for the longer term. But then really where 95% of my time is, is just in the business. And that's where I'm expecting to get the biggest payoff. And I think that can be a great retirement vehicle for, for clients. And I've seen clients go through themselves, like they build their business up and they end up selling out at some point in time. And that's where I see most of the big bucks being made is when when people are involved in business. I totally I totally agree. I think it's you know, yeah. I've, I look at my own personal circumstances and where all my probably wealth's come from. To be honest, it is mm. from business effectively. Yeah, well, I've, I've been bought a couple of properties in my time, and that's been paid off, and because I've held them for a long time, it's a long term yep. investment, as you just said. But realistically, the, the as you said, the ROI that you you can get off. Uh, having a good business and and that you run well obviously you've got to run it well yep. it pays off off in spades if you if you want to put the work into it so you know i totally yep. agree with that and that's and that's and and, and if i look at my own personal circumstances probably passive pass, uh, revenue streams i've probably got 20 different revenue streams you know that i've created over time through the property mm -hmm. business investments and that's current that's current right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they might only generate a couple of bucks a month some of them but it's mm -hmm. still an income um, yeah, that you want to, that you can then build over time, but absolutely the one that um, is the, the paid off the most is definitely the business. Yeah, I think the key there is just to have diversity as well. You don't want to have all the eggs in one basket, and the more income streams you can have coming in, the better off you'll be. But talking, you know, we, we've kind of said that you know we're not great fans, I suppose, of the fire movement. But what about retiring early and you know creating financial freedom? Or what is financial freedom? I speak to that a lot about clients. Like, what what in your opinion, what does it mean mean to you, Steve? Like, what what would financial freedom look and look and feel like would that be retire retiring at an age or what, what do you think it would be for you i reckon if you, in a total nutshell if you just if you could generate the income that you need to have a really good life and and pay the pay the bills and go on holidays and work out what that figure is yep. and then have that coming in with you not having to lift a finger that's yep. financial freedom right yep and then if you do that and then you're still doing one or two or three days a week of the job you love Mm -hmm. then you've ticked all the boxes, right? Because you still keep them busy and doing what you love. And as I said before, most clients that try to retire in full just go back and do some work again. So yep. it's just about doing whatever you love. And I love, this is my job, I love it. But yep. having your bills paid and life paid for with you not having to even think about it, that's that's got to be the the big tick in life, I reckon. How about yeah, yourself? I think it's... Put simply, it's just being having the ability to do what you want when you want, and yeah. and and not having, like you said, not having to rely upon getting up and working in nine to five or going to business or whatever it may be, because you've done all of that hard work in your e earlier years. You put up all those passive income streams and investments so that you really work as a choice. It's not a must. Like you just work yeah. because you want to, not because you have to. And I I'd say in probably ninety nine out of a hundred 
percent of clients or cases that I'm working with, clients in their maybe late twenties, probably more in their thirties and forties. It's not about hitting a age and stopping work forever, but it's being in say maybe in our fifties and having financial freedom, which is not an exact income figure, but it's being able to do what we want and ultimately when we, uh, as yep. opposed to just kick feet up, never doing anything again. And and when I think about it for for myself, because every now and then I sort of delve right down into the the future of what what it holds for me. And I, I think about when, you know, when when would I stop? Because I don't think Alana would ever want me to stop uh, working. And, and mind you, I think I would go crazy if I wasn't, if I didn't have something to drive me and and my energy wasn't directed somewhere, I, I probably would end up doing the wrong things. If I was a kid and didn't have things that I was focused on, I probably would have went down a different, different path. So I, you know, I need to be directing that energy somewhere and yes i don't think i'll probably work at the same rate that i am forever but the, the yep. way i sort of see it is once i feel like i've achieved financial freedom i definitely don't feel like i i have like got big ambitions and like a lot of clients that i work with as well but i think i want to get to a point where i'm definitely not going to take my foot off the gas but be able to then help others do 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 the same and, and like really mentor the younger the younger generation so like i, I don't want to be 60 in doing that like i would actually like to be in my say late 30s early 40s in a situation where i can you know can take a step back and there's just enough income flowing from all of the investments and and assets i've built up where i can actually help others just get their own and, and help bring up the next generation or or educate you know get into schools like we've spoken about we've already started the school program and yeah. and you know there's we're not we're not asking a payment for, for any of that like we're doing that of our own of our own time to really help impart knowledge and and teach that next generation so like but that's a passion for me and and that's where i want to ultimately then get to in life and i think that's in the key that you need to figure out is just what it is for you like what mm. what actually is it for you like what is that destination like is there an age is there a certain amount of income because if you don't have a destination it's like you drift around and you never really you don't really know what you're targeting or, yeah. any, or anything before so what what do you sort of then talk about with clients then around around that steve like what, what are the keys to 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 a successful retirement in in your opinion like what are the, the things you need to be doing or what what are, what are some of the key key things you speak about with clients yeah i think look if they're you know in their 40s building wealth it's about getting those asset bases up you know don't worry too much about the debt at this stage Mm -hmm. uh, you, you want multiple assets. So the key focus is just concentrating on getting assets outside your family home. Let's build, build, build. Yeah. And then it's having a good debt strategy, obviously, over time to pay that debt down. We want to get yeah. rid of it. Forget this tax deduction stuff. Just pay down debts <laughs> over time. And then you've got all these asset bases creating passive incomes as soon as you start buying them with a view. Then we pay down the debts and away you go. Then you get to the point where you're in your 50s or late 40s, where it may be. And you got multiple assets that have got no debt on them and you've away you go really so that's that's it and, and then it's just sitting down with your advisor and working out what that sort of figure is in a way like if you can sort of get a, a, a you know pretty close to the number as early on as possible you can definitely adjust that figure of what it looks like over time but if you, you get your starting point if it's 100 grand a year or 150 grand a year or 200 grand a year whatever that is because that's really going to drive then okay how much assets do we need how, like how aggressive do we need to invest? What's our risk profiles look like? You know, how many, yeah, what we're doing there. So that 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 helps you and your advisor. And then it's about working out what tax structure we're going to use. So, you know, start, you, know you really want to pan out. Are we going to use super? Are we going to use non-super? Are we going to use company structures? Are we going to use a family trust? Whatever it may be, get that right because that's really the starting point to invest because you've got to get it right to start before yep. you start buying those assets. So that's really the message I deliver to clients and we work that out and then and then we you know tinker with it as we go on year on year because some year 
some investments are good, some of the other investments are good. So it's just about adjusting it as we go and making sure we stay stay to the road, right? Like yep. keep on going. As you said before, you keep investing over and over and over, no matter what's happening in the market. Mm-hmm. And that's our job to keep them investing, 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 and don't back it off. Yeah, and I think the the key in, in closing there, the key message is right, just actually having a plan in place and being proactive with it, not being, you know, reactive in life and and particularly when you're looking at your year to year, like plan out like how many times you're gonna go away for the year. Don't just, you know, ad hoc a uh, month out like these trips pop up online and yeah, great, let's book in and off, head off to it. Like actually have a plan in place and and that's just what we do on a day in and day out basis with our clients. Like that's just what an advisor does in a nutshell, kind of help you figure out what you want, when you want it, but then ultimately how to get there and and then be, you know, some of that visionary in a way for you so you can see what needs to then happen, but then also be there most importantly along the way to hold you accountable because, you know, there's going to be knocks in life. There's going to be things that then go wrong and you can quite easily fall off the path like you were saying or off the tracks and you know sometimes it can help having someone there that can actually help get you back on back on track and ultimately keep you you know heading towards that target because it you know it can be it can be hard when you're thinking you know 20 years down the line and you know you get a year or two in and you're like shit i haven't like i'm not even close to this thing yet you know do i just quit and and just live day to day and not even think about the future so i think it is a huge piece that a really good advisor can do for do for you and just having a plan in place as simple as that and understand that it's going to be different for everyone so like Seriously, take time to think about what you want in life. You know, I've got clients that need that 150K to 200K passively a year. And I've got clients that are doing that because they've worked so hard to build up, you know, in into retirement. But I've also got other clients that only need 50 to 60K a year. So, you know, don't don't try and keep up with the Joneses and just really yeah. try and try and figure out what it is for you. So, guys, that's all we've got time for today. So I just want to thank anyone that is listening in. And if you're listening here on Spotify, please give us a five-star rating because it does mean a lot. As always, check us out on the socials, TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, etc. We are all over them. Uh, please do give us a follow. And if anyone does want to actually chat about your personal financial situation, you can go uh, onto the show notes, book in a 15-minute call with either Steve or myself, or even better, just go to the website and you you can have a look at all of the advisors and figure out who might be best uh, to chat to you. So uh, guys, uh, that's all we've got for today. Steve, any final message? I think just instead of pulling back and working out how to uh, save a few bucks, let's concentrate on how to create more money. That's a great way to end it, Steve. I'll see you on the next one. See See you. Bye.